Going right. Yup. 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 Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Man to Man Pod. April 17, 2023. That means we are what 10 days away Same from the NFL day. draft. Yeah, man. So obviously there'll be a lot of movement, a lot of talk between now and then. I'm one half of the pod. DB got my co-host over there. A B, what's good? What's going on? What's going on, man? How was your weekend? Hey, slow motion. Slow motion has some uh a lot of NBA playoffs, man. Um, and this is the time of year we both get excited about basketball. Regular season, maybe not so much, but um playoff basketball is always entertaining, always intense. Legacies and, and, and all these different things on the lines, big time players playing Kawhi out there. Showing why he's still the claw. I, I might not have nothing bad to say about low management ever again when it comes to him. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been loving these matchups. They continue tonight, obviously. I think we got the Warriors and the Kings. And then what's the other one? Um, Warriors, Kings. We'll figure it out. There's one more. Yeah. There's another game, more. I believe, before that. But it's been great so far. Weekend was good. Um, what about yours, man? Good, man. It was good. You know, along with NBA basketball. I've been tapping into this XFL and USFL too, man. Um, some some good ball, some good some some good product they putting out there on film. But uh, but other than that, man, weekend was good. You know, always family time activities. Yeah. So you know, ready to get jump on here Monday morning. Yeah, we, shit. we might need to talk about the XFL USFL a little bit more. I've been seeing a lot of clips. I didn't get a chance to tap in and watch. Also, shout out to my guy. Frank Nick Moraldo um tied the night out there in Pittsburgh, tied the knot out there in Pittsburgh on this past weekend. Um, it was a good time uh to get get together with him and the boys out there celebrate celebrating love. But um we got a lot to talk about on the other side, man. A lot yeah. to talk about, especially basketball, NFL draft. What else we got? N- NFL versus NBA play. Now you know my rings up. Oh, uh, here we go. You know. You know, I got some shit to say about this as a two-time men's league champ. You don't gonna fit no more. Nah, you know, you get all my shit against pinky, his ring finger. Nah, they both fit my pinky rings though. But uh, oh, oh, maybe not. No, these fingers be fucked up. BB shit. But uh, NFL versus NBA players, who would have? And this is this is a tale as old as time. This is an argument as old as time. We done had in the locker room a thousand times. Can NBA players play in the NFL? Can NFL players play in the NBA? Paul George, a.k.a. Podcast P, uh, brought it up again on his show or, or New Heights show. I'm not sure which show it was, but um, so we got to talk about that, exactly. obviously. Um, anything else we got? Draft weekend coming up, baby. We'll see what the odds are. Who's going to be first off the board? C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Somebody going to throw a monkey wrench in there. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. We'll talk about it. We shall see, man. Obviously, as usual, taking comments, concerns, questions from the chat. Uh, we'll see y'all on the other side. Let's get it.
Yo, 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 we back, we back. Um, shit, what you want to jump out? We got a lot, we got a lot to talk about today. <clears throat> a lot to talk about, man. We're gonna jump into NBA playoffs. Mm, um, right to it, right to it, right to it. This weekend been filled with a lot of action in the NBA, a lot of good games, too. A lot of good games. I know Saturday, uh, I missed some games mm-hmm. yesterday, really um impressed by just the level of play the competition yeah get it on the other side you know this is kind of the time where we really tune in to the nba basketball just playoff time um the playing games were good we into the first round now and um how you, before about, we get to the first round how you feel about the playing games i don't know if we talked about it uh recently i remember we talked about you know pat bev you know getting on the table yeah. you know, last Man, I, um I, I like it which we appreciate it yeah, I, I like it. I like I like the play-in games. Um, you know, very competitive. Yep. Very, very competitive. I you know, I know some people will say, you know, forget a play-in game. You know, we that's why you got this this long ass season. Yep. You know what I mean? But I, I think it's I appreciate it. I will say that. You know, as far as the competition level, you know, um, guys getting you know either one or two games to get in there and get that get that eight seed or whatever the case may be i i appreciate it i'm right there with you man i'm right there with you it's, it's meaningful basketball uh anytime you get bonus basketball that's good we uh, talked about it on the other side um it's a, a a big difference um in all sports when you get to the postseason you know yeah. just like nfl football you got you got your your, your preseason intensity you got your regular season intensity you kind of got that post thanksgiving regular season intensity and you got playoffs and, and mm-hmm. it's different uh the margin of error is much much smaller i remember you and um i think plaxico was on here talking about that in real detail um obviously you you know that being being a, being a champion and then been there again but um that the nba the nba the playoffs and it's a seven game series it's not one and done right but you can tell this is when you see guys like devin booker last night for example didn't do great uh scoring wise by his standards but defensively i think four mm-hmm. steals four block like played his ass off on defense russell westbrook once yeah. again didn't shoot the ball well played great um on defense and he always brings that energy Kawhi and sure. KD, they were matched up for a lot of the game which you love to see you know big AD, dog on big AD dog Davis. yeah like it's uh blocks. six seven yeah. blocks. so ad so yeah. yeah dominant down there in the paint so, uh, to your point, man, this is not meaningful basketball. Um, very competitive, man. Um, so thumbs up to the play uh to the play-in game for me. Right. A B, thumbs up to it. it, keep it, keep it going. Um, but moving to the first round, you know, you you touched on some of yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with the Clippers, you know, the Clippers and the uh and the Phoenix Suns. I kind of I think I said earlier this year, like the Phoenix Suns would be my my team to 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 go all the way. Yep. Uh, they, they they dropped it last last night. But what was uh what was your thoughts on that game? You co- you talked about a Kawhi Leonard, the Claw Russell Westbrook, you know PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out. But talk about that matchup, man. Uh, it looks like it's going to be probably the best best matchup of the first round. You got some good ones, you know. Our Kings Kings Warriors. That was a great game one. Um, and it's like you said, it's NBA playoffs, so it's going to be great matchups across the board. But this one, especially when PG gets back in that lineup hopefully he does i think he's out indefinitely right now um and they play every every other night in this first round but hopefully he get back in there but watching Kawhi, man he's he's been out of the playoffs for two years now his last playoff action was 2021 rested a lot to begin this year 
and then, you know, playing a ton of minutes down the stretch uh, for his squad and, and been super, super efficient. So love seeing him kind of put the Clippers on his back um, yeah. and kind of the guys around him doing what they had to do to scratch and claw to get that win on the road. Everybody knows it's a tough environment to play out there in Phoenix. They bring it even before they had, um, you know, KD in the building, which is, you know, one of the all-time greats. Um, but I feel like watching that game, it, it was like, and it's my, it was like a, a clear alpha on the court. And, and that was Kawhi, you know, Kawhi was that dude. And at times, like when this, when this Suns team got together, it looks great. It looks great on paper. It looks great on 2K. It looks great on TV. Yeah. But I, I, I know you, you switched from your Lakers pick and went to Phoenix. I just, I just didn't have a faith. And it's only one game. They could definitely pick it up and win this. Series. I picked them to win this series actually because PG's hurt. But you put KD together. KD, I think this is now seven playoff losses in a row for him. Uh, um, Devin Booker, you kind of saw him. You know, I don't want to. You know, kind of got small on the biggest. Say it, say it, say it. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he nutted up in the finals. You know what I mean? He, he looked a little trigger, a little hesitant on the trigger last night too. Chris Paul, you've defended you. You always put Chris Paul in your top five. He this all time great uh, player. But once again, I've seen him get small in these play on these bright lights too many times. Another single digit performance. How many of these we gonna give Cousin pass on? Uh, but Kawhi, Russell, and boys held it down. They did their thing last night, man. Um, to to find a way to win. It was a close game, and I think the next one will probably be the same type of battle. Uh, but I, I was, I love what I saw from Kawhi and the Clippers. Uh, disappointed in what I saw from Phoenix, and, and I kind of expected it to an extent, but very disappointed, man. How you feel about your um, the guys? Let's take a peek at these odds right now, because I think the Suns maybe had the second or third best odds. How you <laughs> feel about your guys going forward? First of all, they're not my guys. You know, they, <laughs> the team that I, I did pick. You know, shout out to the Lakers. We gonna get on them. Um, here shortly, but again, I think I'm um, watching that game last night with the Phoenix Suns. Um, you kind of touched on it where you know you got KD, you got Devin Booker, you got CP3, eight and two, and you got that. yeah, and I was just about to mention him, you got eight, and where you just mentioned where Devin Booker seemed like you know he was hesitant to pull the trigger. You, you, you talk about KD, the way he started the game, and the way he finished the game. In between, lights out. You know, finding his spot, you know, um, you know, nothing, like not even touching the rim. Like, finding his spot, getting to his spot, pulling up. But I think he started the game over five, and then he, I don't think he attempted a field goal, um, you know. In the last five minutes. The last five minutes of the game. So, I, I'm not sure if it's a, a hesitant – as players, like, okay, well, I'm going to defer to this guy or I'm going to defer to this guy. Like, I want to make sure he get his shots. I'm not sure what it is. Like you said, CP3 really was like a non, non-factor non last night. Um, so I don't – I'm not sure if it's just the chemistry right now. You know, I did pick them to come out of the – I picked them to come out of the West or mm-hmm. I was going to win it. Uh, you tell me. It's looking a little shaky right now, but – um, I think I think they'll be able to um hopefully they'll be able to get, to get it turned around. They should do it. 
rather sooner than later because if PG gets back in his lineup, I think it's even going to be get even uglier. But to your point, man, Kawhi, you know, doing what he was doing when he was out there um, in San Antonio, even when he first came with the Clippers, man. So um, you can't question his his dog mentality. And when he step on the court, he's all about business. But again, I think this is going to be a good matchup. I say it'll go it'll go six or seven in this series. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I love seeing the great players out there once again. Hopefully, you know, PG gets back out there. But Kawhi Leonard, I wish we saw, you know, more of him on the court in these moments. You know, he has obviously missed a lot of time. Did some great things in San Antonio. That run he had in Toronto was an all-time run. I feel like that really he he kind of stamped a lot. Solidified himself. Uh, for, for a lot of people, you know, some people, oh, you know, the Warriors was hurt and banged up. Hey, that, that's that's part of it. That's part mm -hmm. of playoff basketball. In round one, game one, we saw Job Morant go down. His his status for for game two in that series um, is in question. Um, AD <laughs> AD died on the court for we, you know. We don't talk about that for a little bit. We get that series. Uh, who else? It's like another star uh, went. Oh, Greek Freak. Greek, Greek Freak. Freak yeah. Tyler Hero. He broke his hand, so he would assume he's going to be out. So. This is kind of a war of a battle of attrition at this point in sports and postseason ball. And that's why, you know, everything is looked at, you know, so much bigger, you know, because everybody, we know everybody's banged up. We know everybody's fighting through stuff. Um, it, it about care about that, man. Huh? You don't know about care about them injuries, man. Like, you know, it, it's like you said, it's part of it. It's Fact. part of it. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, if you're one of those top seven, eight guys on the, on the roster, yeah, and you get hurt. If you get hurt, you know that that plays a major factor in you know your team chemistry and what your team does. But man, it's part of it, man. That's a, fact. That. That's a fact. But it, it, like to ads, we got to give him a lot of credit, you know. And I was getting up there. I was I was missing that part of the game for some reason. I feel like I was driving maybe, and got a text. Oh man, ad hurt his shoulder going to the locker room. Then I saw a clip on Twitter. Ad quote, I can't feel my shoulder. I'm like, oh man, no. Arm. Now that he said he can't feel his arm. <laughs> so this the updated after game one's uh heat one versus eight over in the east side. They're up one oh right now. Knicks up one over the Cavs. Sixers up one over Brooklyn. They kind of handled them kind of easily after yeah. you know Mikel Bridges started off hot in that first half and they kind of figured him out after um then the the, the Celtics up 1-0 to round out the East. You got on the West. On the Western Conference, man, we got Denver up 1-0 over Minnesota. Um, the Clippers over the Phoenix Suns 1-0. Sacramento Kings over the Golden State Warriors 1-0. And my LA Lakers over the Memphis Grizzlies 1-0. Great showing by those Lakers. And here we have <clears throat> the odds of who will be the NBA championship in 2023. You got the Boston Celtics at plus 270, Milwaukee Bucks 320, the Phoenix Suns at plus 500, and Philadelphia 76 at plus 900. D-Buck, you are a betting man. If you, had, if you had to bet, looking at these odds right here, who would you go with? You know what? I'm always looking for value. For sure. And um, two, two of the greatest players of, of all time, and since they've been in the league, they both over a thousand odds right now. Golden State, Warriors, Steph Curry, and his squad. 
defending champions, might I add. And then the LA Lakers down there plus 1600. Um, I would bet on one of those two teams. And with me, you know, I've been a Warriors guy, I picked them to go. So I'm going with Warriors. I got to place that bet on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, present sponsor of the show. Give me that uh, plus 1,000. I actually may put that in the day because they were plus 850 before that game one loss. So give me the Warriors that plus 1,000, man. Where you, where you going with it? You already know where I'm going. I'm going with Braun, man. I'm going with Braun, Braun and company. And um, I can't even say and company. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm going with Braun, AD, Austin Reeves. I'm going with A. Hey. He said, <laughs> I am. I am him. I'm him. I'm boy, him, hey, bro. Like court. I see bro over there like, hey, yo, sweet. Nah, chill out. I'm setting this pick, man. Hey, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah. it. Um, Lakers Grizzlies. Lakers Grizzlies, man. Um, you mentioned it, John Morant out uh, with a hand injury. Um, if he does not play, um, I don't think the Grizzlies stand a chance. The <laughs> Lakers ended the game on like a 15-0-1. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you think about it, you think about that run, you would think it was LeBron, AD, but for sure, man, it was Austin Reeves, man, shooting, pulling up behind the arc, driving to the bucket, yeah. um, behind the back assist, man. Young I'm fella making, he made some money this year, but if, oh, he yeah. continue, if he continues to play like this in the playoffs and the Lakers go on a run, it's going to make him, make him a lot, a lot, a lot of money, man. Special, man. I saw, um, I saw, um. Bron after the game, you know, they were talking about him and, you know, Bron, you know, always knows. Bron always knows. Hey, man, I knew after the first time, first practice. Right, right. He was going to be one of the ones. His game was going to translate his IQ. I think Bron trolling at this point. But, uh, but yeah, he, he he played the game at his own pace. Uh, the, the more time he's out there, especially in these clutch moments, he, he just looked. The moment don't ever look too big for him. You know, yeah. he played four years, uh, I think two years at Wichita State and then two at Oklahoma, went undrafted, got started off with like a two-way two way contract with the Lakers, and then just bet on himself, as AB, as you always say, bet on himself and, 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 and plays ball at a, at a high level. Him and uh, Rui, Rui uh, had, had a hell of a game last night. It was a lot of guys who you didn't wouldn't expect in that game one to have big games. Jaron Jackson Jr., I think he had a 30 clip. Yeah. Um, for uh for the Grizzlies, uh, but it was it was a big game. At some point, obviously the stars are going to make the difference. Uh, but you need games like this where those others that Shaq will call them uh, step up and make some some big plays and big moments. But Ja Morant obviously will be huge. One one of the best um, stars in the in this game. They had him kind of, you know, kind of kind of limited uh, to an extent. They have a good backup point guard in Tyus Jones, but you yeah. know you need those stars. To make the difference in this type of game, man. But um, I had the Lakers winning this first round. Obviously, the seeding will tell you, and it, you know, people thought the Grizzlies was going, you know, beat them in this first round because they were in the play-in, what we talked about, and struggled a little bit. But I still got the Lakers making a run. But I've never seen a LeBron team, a LeBron-led team, where, to your point, 15-0 run to close out a game like that. That almost, regardless of who was playing, Wade, Kyrie. Whoever was his wing, man, he was always right in the middle of that. So to see Bron just kind of be able to chill and AD or Rees or Rucci or them boys go off like that, that was um, that was good to see. And it's a good sign for the Lakers that, you know, it ain't going to be all on on the year 20 vet down the stretch. So, um, 
But yeah, brand new from the first practice, man. Hey, man. Lick out. He the GOAT, man. Let's talk about it, man. AD, you, you, you mentioned it. You know, using the whip, getting the updates. My man AD said, I can't feel my arm. Like, so I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't feel my arm. And, you know, I'm watching the game, replay, replay. I'm like, okay, I see him get bumped. And when he said, I can't feel my arm, I'm like, okay, that's a that's a that's something with the nerves, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you've had a number of them. I, you know, yeah. I was – I seen Ryan Clark mention something like, yeah, you know, I've had one of those stingers and I had to line right back up and tackle. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've had one. He was able to go to the locker room, come back out. You know, they, you know, they said it, you know, he, he got a stinger. Are you worried about AD? You know, obviously, you know, with his, yeah, his, 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 his track, his track record as far as injuries, are you worried about him? being able to make it through this year's playoff. You know what? It's always some hesitation for AD. It just, it just is. And that we know the, the the bubble championship year, which people try to knock on and say it didn't count, it didn't do that. Obviously, it gave um, the Lakers an advantage because it gave them that that big time off for, you know, an older LeBron, uh, uh, historically banged up AD down the stretch to kind of be rested and have that strong run in the playoffs. But, you know, AD, I feel like they kind of took care of him uh he didn't play a lot of back-to-back source end of the season and to his credit man like he was he was dominant when he'd been on the floor he's been dominant and last night didn't light up the, the offensive scoreboard like he has a lot this year but seven blocks you mentioned earlier i know double digit rebounds if he can play like that especially with these other guys doing their thing where once again it's not all on him or Bron. i'm a little less worried uh, but you always got to have at least for me, it's always a little bit of worry for um, uh, KD at this point in the year, honestly, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and even like MB, you know, MB, those are just the guys who historically you've seen them get banged up at this time of the year. But obviously, we, you know, not wishing injury on nobody, but um, that will be my hesitation with Lakers making a deep run. So you ask me, am I worried about AD? A little bit, yeah, but um, he toughed it out. He showed me something last night coming he back. Did. He coming back and, and finishing that game uh, the way he did. But that will kind of – and we come we can come back to the playoffs, obviously. But I think that's a good transition to the other uh, conversation that the New Heights guys, the Kelsey brothers and, and Paul George uh, brought up. And Paul George yeah. said <laughs> – he thinks NBA players got a better chance playing in the NFL. Then, you know, vice versa, NFL players playing in the um, NBA. And I think we got a little clip. Now, I was pleasantly surprised. I was very surprised to see Paul George out there running some – oh, that wasn't the right I saw. I wasn't surprised by that one, but well, let me see this run. Oh, hell no. Damn shit's poop, D-Buck. Oh, I don't know what to do. This ain't the routes that we nah, were it was some, it was Nah, it was some other routes that yeah, he was going up against. He was going up against um, – I forgot who he was going up against. Uh, I know Tony Jefferson. He had yeah. tweeted You mentioned that. <clears throat> and it was some releases. It was some releases. Smooth, smooth, quick. Yeah, but I think we all know <laughs> – if Paul, well, Paul George is what six, or what six, six eight, six eight. Yeah. Now line him up at receiver. Yeah. You gonna you gonna bump around him all game. 
Hands and chest. Yeah, for sure. But way, to his way point, too much surface. Yeah, to, to his point, though, I do think it will be, and we've seen it, right? We've seen it with, you know, basketball guys, you know, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, um, uh, Jimmy Graham. You know, we've seen guys yeah, that play basketball. Say it again. I said them guys, they couldn't go, to, they couldn't went to the NBA. Those they guard, they they guard heights. I mean, so I mean, so look, I'm thinking of you know guys that are basketball guys being able to transition mm-hmm. to play football versus football guys. You know, I think football guys, football players are more athletic. Yeah, I agree. Than basketball players. That's my honest opinion. I think you know. From top to bottom, more athleticism coming from the uh, football guys, uh, football players. I just feel like football players, where they'll get that knock, is just not all the guys are 6'5", 6'6". Mm-hmm. You'd be able to step on that NBA court and be able to compete. You know, you 6'5", yeah. and you playing, you playing the point. You know yeah. what I mean? You're one, two, uh, yeah. So I would say that would be the biggest discrepancy in my eyes when, it talks, when you talk about NFL players being able to play on the in the NBA, athleticism wise, toughness wise, you know, I don't have a question. And you know, don't get me wrong, you can be able to sprinkle a few guys that's in the NFL that'll be able to go out there and probably give you a couple buckets. But yeah, NBA guys, man, I don't know. Just the way I seen AD last night when he was, you know, I've seen a couple, you know, the Paul Pierce, you know, roll him out on the uh, in the wheelchair and then come back. It sounds good, but when you get out there and them boys get the, them bullets get to flying, it's different. It's different. Yeah, and I think that that's the biggest uh, separator. We've all seen that that meme with uh, you know, the Oklahoma drills and two little kids laying on their back and they like, hey, this drill has made more basketball players than anything else. We've all seen it. We've seen somebody take. I had a good friend of mine in high school, man. We athletic, you know, built. Begged him to get out there. Come on, bro. You gotta come play. You know, just come play. We just, just rush the pass. <laughs> Man, we put my dog out there in like Z little short Z motion. Bam! Crack back. Earpiece, mouthpiece, not out the nose, man. Bro, took all that shit off and walked off. So that's that's just the difference, man. It, it's a it's a toughness, it's a it's a physicality thing, and that's what separates football players, honestly. Uh, as the levels go up and, you know, when you need to play, you you know, you played over 100 games consecutively, like and th- shit like that. Like you're not that like it's it's you playing with stingers, you playing with shit sprained or dislocated. It's just it's just a different sport. It, yeah. it, it really is. Um, and I think that more than anything else will separate um, that. And it, is there some guys that I think, especially if they focused on a different sport, I think in either sport, honestly, like you said, a few guys sprinkled in here and there. Um, I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, if we got you know 30 guys from the NFL and go step on NBA court, that, that would be disrespectful. Right. Um, because them guys are crap. You put them 10,000 hours in at your craft to, to specialize in something, it's gonna be difficult. But are there some guys here and there that that hey, if they focused on just that sport, definitely could have stepped on the um on the court and, and, and you know, would they be all-stars? Would they be nah, they they will be better shooters than some guys I see on that court today and they can get up and down the court physical athletic can play defense can rebound can do different things and then I think in the NFL I'm, I think it's a couple guys in the NBA 
that could probably come up. Russell Westbrook will be the first guy that probably jumps my mind just because of the tenacity he plays with, the physicality, the mentality that he's played with. He he yeah. kind of reminds me of a football player. D Wade, AI, like those would be the guys that that kind of come you know straight to mind when I think about that. But um, you know, it's always it's a good conversation. It's a good argument. And these are great. These are world class athletes on both yeah. sides. So um, yeah, like you said, the height thing. Them guys, you know, cat six, 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 seven on the wing handling the ball. Um, that's just a di- a whole different thing when you talk about different sports, man. But it's a fun, fun conversation to have. It is, it is. Fun conversation to have, but yeah, it'd be it'll be it would be interesting to see. I <laughs> did you ever see Draymond Green? Man, yes, when he uh went out spring ball for Michigan State, boy, pooh, boy, oh boy. It's somebody Ooh. you put on my radar actually talking about crossing over in sports. Hey, this was now, you don't want to throw the word out impressive out too much, but John Rise Plumney. Hope I got the, the rise part right. UCF um had an eventful day. Uh, I think it was Saturday this past mm-hmm. weekend. Um was at the baseball game. He had two hits, um, had a triple, and then got carted to the spring game probably two hours later um, and throws two touchdowns in the spring football spring game at the quarterback position. Uh, I know we always kind of talk about, you know, the players playing uh, two different sports. We talk about prime. We talk about Bo Jackson. I'm not trying to put him in those same same realm. Tyler, yep, Jameis. James, yeah, Jameis, and then um, you know, yeah, Kyler Murray, who who, who was a, a good f- baseball and football player, mm-hmm. uh, Russell Wilson, but to be able to do this in one one day, like how impressive do you think think that was? Dude? But you know, two for three, uh, triple, then yep. throw the rock. That that's impressive. I mean, just number one, you mentioned those names, and of all the athletes, and you just had the conversation about you know the Paul George conversation, but. Being able to um to 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 focus on those those specific traits and things you do in that sport, yeah. and then be able to switch your hat and go to another sport and do that against guys who are it's they're like those guys you play against in the spring game. It's a spring game. It's not a real game, but it's a spring game. Like that's all they do is football. Most of those guys out is it, is football, and then on baseball, same thing. That's all they do. So yeah. for you to be able to come go from one. And then literally in the same day, go to the other and perform. That's impressive. I don't care what you know level is on. That that's very very um, impressive to do. So you know, hats off to them. Hats off to him, John. You say John John Rise Plumley. Yeah, uh, like you said, went two for three with a triple, two RBIs, a 12-3 win. Left in the seventh inning before the game was even over, got carted over. That that's hard. That's that's tough right there. Getting got the over. Get my car. You ain't on the PJ like Prime. But you're getting carted over and then having a um a nice spring game performance. So shout out to John, man. Definitely, definitely impressive. And that's something, you know, that's a story he'll be able to keep. You know, you can tell that one to the kids and the grandkids. That was, that was dope though. Yeah, man. We gotta keep an eye on um on, on John, man. See what he does on the on the either in the football world or the baseball world, man. If he's smart, hey, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Got Kyler Murray, so he he said I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go the football route. 
Kyler Murray too. You know, a lot of it's a lot of negative things said about Kyler Murray. I think a little too much, especially for a young a young quarterback in that um, space. But he's you know he's been a Pro Bowl, was the number one overall pick at five eight, and first ever first round pick in, in both of those sports. You know, we've had a lot of you know we had Elway. We think Brady was drafting both Russell Wilson, like a lot of these guys, Jameis Winston, drafting both nobody was a first round pick in both sports. So yeah. uh very, very, very impressive from Kyler. But like you said, he chose football and shit. What he guaranteed over a buck sixty, I think, after being the number one pick. So safe to say he 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 chose he the right shit. Yeah. Everybody don't get paid in baseball. He was tough. But um one of college teammates, the Buddha came on the show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, man a man alum. Uh, when he signed his deal, was the highest paid safety in the league <clears throat> when he signed his new deal. But Pro Bowl safety, Buda Baker, kind of the heart and soul of that Cardinals team, man, um, requested a trade. Sources tell Adam Schefter, I believe this happened over the weekend. Um, a lot has been said about Arizona. And we talked about Kyler. We talked about, you know, the owner, the GM, um cliff kingsbury been been fired they just hired uh what jonathan gannon in dc from the philadelphia eagles d hop he's been on the trading block he actually put out yes put a tweet out it's not about him wanting to raise um i just think he wants to move on from that situation the nflpa did a you know investigation or whatever on all the different facilities and obviously been a former cardinal yourself they didn't have to tell you but i think they came in dead last and pretty much all of them Without out there in AZ and now probably their best player, um, you know, wanting out, asking out, man. What's your thoughts on, on Buda Baker, one of the best safeties in the league, wanting out of Arizona? And is there a team that ABC's uh Buda Baker been a good a good fit for on both sides? So first off, man, um obviously Buddha, one of the leaders, captains, captains there were five five-time pro bowler already mm-hmm. um i think he kind of sees the the writing on the wall you know he's been in the been in the meeting rooms he's been in the facility um so for him just knowing what type of player he is the way he comes to work um it's i'm not gonna say it's surprising you know because again as players we only have a short amount of time where we can um get the most out of our career so yeah being that you know you have you have a new new head coach coming in you know you have um, you know, the news come out, you know, you, you spoke about, about Mr. Bidwell, the owner for the, um, for the Cardinals. Yeah. D hop probably still one of the top receivers in the game, you know, wanting to get out of there as well. Um, JJ Watt retiring. So just sitting back and looking at the landscape for the Arizona Cardinals, it, it, it's a little shaky right now. And as a head coach coming in your first year, <laughs> you don't want to see this, you know what I mean? Y'all want to see this. But yeah. I'm not mad at Buda Baker. You know, again, we talk about it on this show at all times. First things first, it's business. It's business. So, you know, Buda Baker is the business of of of, of Buda. And he got to make the, the right decision for him. And he feels as though this is the right decision for him to move on to another team. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. Um, your question as far as who do I see Buda going to and being able to fit fit with man um honestly buddha can fit into any scheme um he can be spitting in into any scheme because of the style of player that he is right mm-hmm. um you can you can 
even though small stature, you can bring him close to the line. He can blitz. He can get yeah. to the quarterback. Um, you've seen him cover, you know, when he when he's playing against the top tight ends, he's one-on-ones with the tight ends. He can play the post. So when you get a player like Buddha, it really doesn't matter what type yeah. of scheme or what type of style of play your defense plays because he'll be able to fit in somewhere and be a playmaker. And that's all he's done since he's been in the league, whether it was special teams, his first year making um, Pro Bowl on special teams, yeah. and then moving over to the defensive side of the – well, moving up to, to the defense and making four Pro Bowls in a row so he's a stud man he can he can go anywhere he can play um and any team that gets booted you already see what what type of player you're gonna get you can get a leader a fiery leader yeah so you know what's the best for him and we've seen that uh we've seen him behind the scenes in those situations too you know just kind of laying putting himself out there you know as, as a leader and, and i feel like he's one of those great examples of a player who the way he plays the game he can get up in front of a team and demand that respect when he speaks like that from the coaches, the trainers, the players, everybody involved, because you know what he's putting in. And you talked about those four, four Pro Bowls. I think I remember him saying, I want to say he had four different coaches, uh, like throughout like his first four years been a starter or been the first four years in the league. And I know that excuse is put out there for a lot of players, um, but it's never been any excuses with his game. So be interested to see if they honor the trade request. Um, if they, you know, have a conversation and something is worked out on both sides and he ends up staying in Arizona. Um, but if not, I'm sure most, well, you would think most places, uh, will, will be welcoming, uh, to him. Obviously he's got a big, big contract at the position that he earned. Um, uh, but he's a hell of a player. And, uh, John, uh, his actually name is pronounced Reese, John Reese. Reese. Yeah, John Reese. So shout out to John Reese and what he did. But Buddha Baker, man, let's, let's, let's hope. Whatever happens, it's an outcome that he's happy with. But wherever he's playing football, that, that that team will be better because of it for sure. For sure, for sure. And we got some um, we got some new routes before we move on. I don't want to, I want to disrespect PG like that and put them the routes out that we had on them. Just stink. Go the other one. Okay, let's see six eight. Okay, okay, nice release. Okay, hello. Handover. I like it. Handover. I was surprised to see the little quick twitch right there. He <laughs> he. Oh, hand. Oh, who's that Ooh. going? All right. Let me see. Handover. Uh, oh. Okay. See, that's and that's impressive to me because to be able to stop like that on a dime, and we know he's a fluid, fluid hooper. Yeah. Fluid hooper, but to be able to stop like that at six eight. Okay. Okay, and once again, you get out there with the pros. You know, that's a Slayer, or Sertain, or a Ramsey out there. Obviously, it's going to be a different. Uh, oh, shit, what? what you in a fire, on my mind. 50 bands in a day. Money more, but I'm straight. In a play with my brain. In a fire, on my mind. 50 bands in a day. Money more, but I'm straight. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Let them know.
This, this, this is what I will say, right? You know, I'm, I'm a straight shooter. You are putting the, you are putting the ball in the bucket. You putting the ball in the bucket. I feel like it's a butt coming. You know your guy, but them dudes in them black jerseys, man. Bruh, I know it be looking like that. Hoopers, bruh. Hoopers. Yeah, I, I gotta see that for myself, man. I, Hooper, I, I, I don't post nobody else highlights, but I, as you shouldn't. But them guys, <laughs> in them, them guys in them black jerseys, man. I, I don't know, man. I, I always say they not moving lateral. We different. We different type of athletes, AB. So they not, you know, a couple of them played overseas, you know, played collegiately. But you know, as you hit them late twenties, a lot of people they start moving different. No, I mean, I get it. Like, like I said, you, you, are, you are putting the, the, the ball in the bucket. I appreciate that, man. You know, behind the arc, you 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 able to get to the rim. It looks smooth. It looks smooth. You look you look good out there, D-Butt. Somebody said All-Star can't be. Hey, y'all, y'all. Hey, nah, I, I ain't going to call A.B. a hater. You know, A.B. A.B. a straight shooter, but, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a straight it's hard shooter. when you see – when you only see my highlights, if somebody just showed you their highlights on me, you'd be like, damn, I can't hold you. Probably playing no defense. Definitely go see some all-star defense out there for me. Uh, but yeah, this is it's my it's my tripod. You know, my daughter set that tripod up and got that record, so <laughs> that shit get clipped up. But I will tell you this, and, and this is what a lot of people don't know, just because I had to get the buckets in there. About six of those buckets came consecutively, like. Bink, 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 bink. I don't care what level of basketball you're playing. You can be out there in the gym by yourself. That's what I say. You, know you got to you gotta be able to put the ball in the bucket. And mm -hmm. I would say you doing yeah, a, I a, pre a... I appreciate that. In the bucket. I appreciate yeah. that. That's a, you know, that's a hell of a compliment coming from you, man. But um, what else we got, man? Anything else we need to talk about? We don't talked about this uh, fans, fans going too far. <laughs> hey. You didn't see this clip until right before uh Russ after that after that game after that incredible win on the road in Phoenix. No. Um I'm a I'm a player. I like look, I like hostile environments. I appreciate fans crossing the line a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Saying some shit, doing that. As long as you're not touching people, you're not, you know, messing with nobody's family. DeMar DeRose's daughter, she went viral the other day with her, you know help making the Raptors go 50% of the line and they said she had some threats and shit. Like, nah, that's too far. But, you know, you saying, hell, West Brick, you suck, AB, get the, you know, whatever. But I don't know what happened Watch your mouth. Take it like a man. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Take it like that. Watch your mouth. 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 Watch or was that just like a uh you know how you know after the game you can go to the back you have areas where you know oh that's yeah that's people good people thing. chilling because if he just walked in somebody's suite shit that that was that some, was crazy some had to be really said to him or his wife or about his family yeah know. like you, I, that's 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 off limits you can you can talk about me all you want but don't say nothing about the wife you don't say nothing about the kids. So again, we we don't know 
what was said, but yeah. we do know fans are feeling themselves a little more. Um, and I don't, and you know, me personally, man, I don't mind. You know, you say something too crazy. So, so you don't feel like Russ crossed the line here, you know? Okay, I, I don't know what was said. I don't know what was said. I wonder if the security escorted him in there. Like, you want to go in here? All right, we're going to go in here. So, I, I don't know. You put yourself in the situation because you walk up in the wrong suite by yourself. Hey. We got Corona bottles and Hennessy bottles. That ain't a situation you want to put yourself in. Your ass be out indefinitely trying to confront the fans. So, uh, but once again, to your point, don't know what was said. Uh, but this is right after a big win. You know, I would want my I want my players to just safety first, you know, take care of yourself. So security-wise, they could have maybe handled this better. But uh, once again, we don't know what was said. And as a man, in certain things you got to handle certain ways. Yeah, but, um, you know, put yourself in that. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad situation. I don't know about that, Russ. But I was, yeah, you I was, know, you in the heat of the moment, you ain't really thinking, thinking <laughs> clear. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever he said, you got the shirt rolled up too. So yeah, made him feel some type of way. So he was like, "Man, he'll find me. Where buddy at? You know, I need to, I need to see him. We need to talk." So at that point, you know. As I had a high school coach tell our whole locker room one time, if you're feeling froggy, leap. If you're feeling froggy, leap. So, you know. I'll tell you, said Westbrook, I Kevin. We said, what Dante West, Westbrook been saying, he going to mess someone up, someone help for 20 years. I ain't seen it yet. I don't know, but um, the little kid, I don't know, I got to see it one more time. You know, you got to look at the other shit. Little kid was fucking that ham sandwich up. <laughs> Until probably look over his shoulder, like, oh, shit. watch your mouth. Take it like a man. Watch your mouth. Oh, fuck. Watch your mouth. Take it like that. Watch your mouth. Let's talk about He's going to have a hell of a story to tell. He's probably telling that story. He probably on his ninth time telling that story in school right now. Yeah, what? But you know, them fans, they be wanting to get punched in their shit, though, sometimes. No question. Oh, man. No what we got, man? Hey, man, we got, we talked about it. We got the draft and what? 10 days, 10 days, yeah. I believe 10 days, 10 days. No, April 27th. We got the draft in 10 days. Um, we talked about it. We're gonna have we've had a lot of guests on the show, and we always ask them about their draft experience. Y'all be on the lookout for that. We're gonna have that out um pretty soon. Yeah, but any big surprises that you think is gonna come up, you know, these next 10 days as far as trades. Right now, we got the odds up. Mm -hmm. um, who will be the number one overall pick? And right now, Bryce Young um, is sitting at the top with a minus 400 and coming Jeez. in behind him. CJ Stroud at plus 350, Anthony Richardson at plus 1400, and Will Levis at a plus 4000. Um, any surprises from you, D? But do you think? You know, Anthony Richardson is a wild card here. And after the combine, I thought it was a, a real chance. He could have been that number one pick. Um, you see right there with the odds. It looks like over the last few weeks, or a few days, I guess, it kind of seems like weeks, but over the last few days, you know, Bryce Young has become more and more and more of a lot um, at that number one pick, you know. And that, a lot of people didn't see that because he, was under, because he is undersized. Um, I had a birdie tell me he played some games at uh, – at Bama, like, 
lighter than a buck 75. So we mm. know how it is with NFL season. You come in one way, you may start a season off, you know, 200 pounds. And then by, you know, week 14, you might be a buck 85. So I, I had a problem with that. Yeah. My first couple of years, start the season off about 198. Come Thanksgiving, <laughs> buck 85. <laughs> yeah, be, be lighting the ass for sure. So. Oh. Being, you know, 17 game season, it's a physical, physical sport. Obviously, quarterback, you're gonna be you want them out there, you know, as much as possible. And we had the most starting quarterbacks on a non-strike year um ever. I think like 63 or 68. I can't remember the exact number um last year. So you want a quarterback that can be out there and be durable. Um, and Bryce Young wasn't very injury prone at Bama, you know, had some shit here, and I think he hurt himself pretty much on one. So, you know, I I think he's gonna be that number one pick, but after that, I think we could see a surprise you know it's, it's been a lot so. of people talking for whatever reason you know with cj stroud and we talked about the draft a few weeks a couple weeks on the show they i think they were both plus money up there cj stroud and bryce young have been that number one pick but now they're talking about the houston's houston Texans may not even take a quarterback at two and I see other guys sitting now anthony richardson is that number two quarterback on the board so it, it's always going to be something interesting that happens on draft day jim ursay put a tweet out last night you know, will we trade up the one to take quarterback? Will we will we stay at four and take a quarterback? Who knows? So uh, I think some of these teams, they still figuring out, making calls. And that's another thing that makes the draft um, exciting. You know, we saw Hollywood Brown get traded draft day, A.J. Brown get traded draft day. Um, you know, Panthers already gave a bunch of move up to that number one pick. But I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where Anthony Richardson goes in this draft. Yeah. Will Levis is another prospect that I watched the film on him. Obviously, you see things that – can make him a top five, top ten pick, but then you also see a lot of things that, and this guy might be a third rounder um, at best. So it'll be interesting. These guys, Hendon Hooker will be the guy I will keep an eye on. No, out of Tennessee, was on his way to winning that Heisman in Tennessee before he tore his ACL um, against South Carolina. Uh, obviously tight to the Manning family, uh, which you know relationships are a thing in this business so mm-hmm. um i wouldn't be mad if we ended up with him the hooker honestly as a coach he won't be the day one started because of that acl but i think uh his career is going to be probably he'll probably be the he could honestly be the best quarterback from this draft easily um but i think he'll be the first or second best quarterback from this draft when it's all said and done so richardson And Hooker, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see where those two quarterbacks go. And obviously, Levis too. Levis would be a big question mark. What about you though? Any any surprise? Anything? I know you're a little more tapped in in these in these streets now with uh, what you've been doing. You know, on, on you know post NFL career wise, what you thinking? Man, I think um I'm really interested. You, you touched on on the on the on the Houston Texans pick, right? You bring um, D'Amico Ryan's in, you know, as your head coach. Um, from San Fran, and you know he's a defensive guy. So, um, the Will Anderson man sitting there, like I think that could be a big pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be a big, a huge pickup for them. Um, obviously needing a quarterback, but again, if you're sitting in that boardroom, um, it's like, are we in love with a CJ Stroud? Because at that at that pick, you got to be in love with a guy. Got to be. You got to be in love with a guy. So are you in love with C.J. Stroud? Are you in love with Anthony Richardson? If you're in love with Will Anderson, that's a guy that you can you, you can plug in. He, you know, as a defender, he's going to be playing week one. Um, obviously, if you pick a quarterback 
at that spot, you know, nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, that quarterback will be playing um week one for the most part. So I'm interested in that number two, that number two pick by um by the Houston Texans. Obviously, um interested to see what our coach are gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um I know they won't get to that number one spot. Carolina not going not gonna let that go, but interested to see, man. That number two spot and obviously yeah. that number four spot. Yeah, and I I, I just want to put it on wax. I just want to put it on record. Me personally, I, I'm the Houston Texans. Honestly, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm taking CJ Stroud. Uh, I, I I I love what he did at Ohio State. Now Ohio State and Ryan Day in that system, they've shown that a bunch of quarterbacks can come through there and put up a bunch of numbers. Um, but what I saw him do against that Georgia defense, uh, who we know got NFL draft picks up up and down it. What I saw him do, not only from the pocket within the within the floor of that offense, but when shit got off schedule, you know, when he had to elude and make throws on the run, his accuracy on the run, the throws that he made, the moments that he stepped up and, and, and made big plays. I, I tell you right now, if Marvin Harrison Jr. don't get hurt in that game, I think Ohio State go and push that ticket to the national championship. We know if ifs the fifth would all be drunk, but right. uh, CJ Stroud with that number one or two pick, honestly, I would, I would be in love with that pick taking them there. This is that point of the year where somehow, some way, you know, people just start poking holes in these prospects, and, and, and all of a sudden they become you know the third or fourth guy on the board. I do love Bryce Young though, his, his accuracy, his intelligence, his instincts. I think his instincts are, are by far the best in this class. Um, it's just the size thing with him. You know, that that is something that and, you, know, you have outliers. You always have outliers. But uh, I, w- I would go with the safer pick, I guess, is C.J. Stroud. But I love both of those top two quarterbacks um, at the top of the draft. I love Hooker, too, as a quarterback prospect. I yeah. think everybody else, Richardson, Levis, um those guys a lot a lot of question marks behind it. i think you know like a, i put them in that zach wilson trey lance type world where it's like we've seen some things but you get on this level we don't know what we're gonna see and, and still yeah. a lot to be seen with trey lance but um cj stroud bryce young handy hooker favorite three quarterbacks in this draft um but the draft man is always exciting we'll, we'll see what's happening we'll see who takes what who drops even with will anderson a lot of people putting um Tyree Wilson above him now out of, mm-hmm. out of Texas Tech. And Will Anderson would have been the number one pick in the draft last year. So it's just that time of the year where, where you know, people, I think, start overanalyzing shit. Nah, that's uh, that's what a lot of people do. You know, you have all this time. You got all this film. Hey, you know, you watch a film, watch a film. Instead of just going with your heart or, or, or you as a – a football mind, you know, you see it on tape. You know what what player will be able to come in your system and benefit your system. Um, before we stop, you know, before we go to the next topic, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about quarterbacks, and there's a lot of um, comments in the comments that section about <clears throat> Stetson Bennett. Um, yeah. Talking, you know, lack of interest from teams, um, and why is that? You know, proven winner. Um, one of the older guys is going to be going to the draft, and it talks about him not even being drafted. Yeah. Uh, why? Why do you think that? Um, I'll tell you this again. I was impressed with him too. Seeing him on the field, seeing him throw the ball, a little more live arm than I expected. We've seen the stats back to back national champion. Um, you know, it, it, 
what the numbers say once again his stature his is his arm an nfl arm can he make the plays with his legs on the next level all these different things his age and did i tell you something else? i think even with all that being said he would have been a third fourth rounder i think but and this is just what i hear a lot of off the field concerns with him yeah um you know and when you don't have those other things you know you can we we know what it is if you got all that sh- other shit off the board and you got some off the field concern oh, okay like Jalen carter for example he'll still be a top 10 pick with some off the field concerns but stetson bennett not in that same category and then you combine that with off the field concerns especially when it's an older prospect too because it's like yeah. damn bro you <laughs> you're 26 years old ain't like you a 19 year old kid making right. some of these mistakes so i think that's a a, a big knock on him but you know, his leadership on the field in that locker room. I think people have raved about it for a long time. I wouldn't be – I would love to have him as a, in my locker room as a backup. You know, it's not the guy that I'm going to put the franchise behind, but the guy that can come in there. I think Brock Purdy. I thought Brock yeah. Purdy was going to make him a lot of money, yeah. honestly, but he he's kind of tricked it off. But, hopefully, you know, he's still 25, 26, so still young, um, you know, in real life. It's older in football years, but he's still a young man, and uh, hopefully he gets an opportunity – and takes full advantage of it when he gets his shot. I think he will. It will be at some point we'll see Stetson Bennett starting an NFL football game, and then we'll see what, you know, he's had to bet on himself up until this point, so we'll see how that mm-hmm. continues to play out. But uh, what's your thoughts on old Stetson out there in UGA? Again, you know I mean, you, you hit it on the head, you know, a proven winner. Um, <clears throat> definitely with Brock Purdy doing what he did, you know, you would, you would think that it would be – some more interest but i mean who who really knows if it's interest or not like who really knows that um obviously you know you have your your insiders or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but um he will be in somebody's camp and he yeah. will be he will have the opportunity to be able to show um uh, what he can do and obviously i mean we've seen it on the on the national level in, in, in college that he can he can make the plays he can make the plays with his legs um you know get the ball down the field so He'll have his opportunity. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's a handful of teams that's sitting back and saying like, okay, we're gonna try to wait as long as possible. If he's yeah. still on the board, we're gonna take him because we know he's a he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you can go. You can look at anybody's history when you when you're 25 or younger and be like, have some type of question marks and you know some some decision making that they've that they've had. So. Um, there's not any glaring off the field issues. Yeah. Um, then you know you should be all right. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll get an opportunity. And when that opportunity comes, man, he got to be ready for it. Absolutely, absolutely. We got some breaking news. Oof. One of my guys, according to uh, Tony, I don't know if Tony, according to Rap Sheet, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts have agreed to terms on a five year. $255 million contract extension that makes him the highest paid player in NFL history. Agent Nicole at Agent Nicole Lynn did the deal, which includes $179.3 million in guarantees and a no trade clause. So that's a $51 million. Uh, I didn't do the math that quick, but Nakiba did. She said $51 million a year average. Woo! Uh, well, well deserved by the young man. Uh, what's congrats? The Deshaun Watson deal, two thirty fully guaranteed, remains an outlier. Uh, one seventy nine fully guaranteed plus the no trade clause. Um, so five year, two hundred 
255, uh, coming off his second year as a starter. Uh, had an incredible year. You picked him as your MVP, you know, e even though he missed those last couple games. The only reason I didn't pick him, that's why I gave it to Patrick Mahomes. But unbelievable year, unbelievable leader, uh, unbelievable young man since he's, you know, stepped foot, since he stepped foot in the public eye, honestly, he's been that. So um, I love to see guys like this get rewarded. Uh, huge, huge deal for a great player. Philly, once again, I, th I feel like Philly, Philly doing, they do good business out there. They doing, doing it the right things. way. How supposed to be done. Yeah, what's your, what's your immediate thoughts on this? Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts getting the bag. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. We, we always say it on this show. We love when the guys get paid, man, yeah. especially when it's deserved. It's it's well-deserved what he's been able to um, show and prove. Yeah. Um, I think we both talked about it prior to last year. It was like, hey, look, this is a big year um, for Jalen Hurts. You know, I think the, the Philadelphia Eagles taking a step back and saying, hey, is this going to be our guy in the future? Obviously, with this deal, they said, yeah, coming off this year that he just had. Um, so congrats to him. Shout out to his agent, Nicole for her being able to get it done. Yeah. Um, but that's what it is. And, and guys in the locker room, they love to see this too, right? Where guys yeah. going in the right way, um, guys are, the team are rewarding their leaders and their players, man. So um, shout out to, to, to Jalen Hurst, man. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles doing it the right way. Um, we see here 179.3 um, guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. And, oh. and the no trade clause, you know. And obviously we know we, we've seen quarterbacks on the move so he would obviously waive that if the time comes where he wants to move on and go to another team and he would have to say hey yeah i want to go to the indianapolis coach and hey. play quarterback but uh great deal um once again i feel like once watson got his 230 guarantee a lot of people are gonna always compare hey you know who's gonna get that next but if you put that outside 173 fully guaranteed 51 a year so you're hey. making more than a rod now per year um to set a new standard and that's amazing now so now if lamar gets his deal i would expect three, it to look similar to this one three year um, 150 baltimore lamar all guaranteed three year 150 yeah. and obviously he would have you know he would have to accept that but i said it a long time ago four years 200 give him 200 fully guaranteed to 50 a year so now this 51 a year, man. Um, I love to see it, man. I love and once again, I love this kid. I loved him coming out in the draft. He fell to the second round. But I think the best thing that happened, you always talk about this. You always talk about betting yourself and you know things happening, you know, in life and sports. Got benched in the biggest stage in football, Georgia Bama, national champion, he national championship. He gets benched. He stays in the locker room, stays on the sideline, uh, was a great leader by all accounts, moves on to Oklahoma. Goes and plays with Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, who is not Cliff, um, Lincoln Riley. I'm sorry, Lincoln, Riley, Lincoln yeah. Riley, who had more of a sophisticated passing offense, which kind of forced him to become a better passer. Um, goes on puts, I think it was a Heisman runner up, and then goes and gets drafted in the second round behind Carson Wentz. <clears> he gets benched, he gets up there. And Philly, not an easy place to play. Yeah, it's not an easy place to play and, and be the guy and be in that light, but he's handled it um, tremendously from the beginning. So, I love to see this, man. Fresh off a Super Bowl run. The yeah. locker room, once again, loves to see this. Um, so I love it, man. I'm, You know, it's one of my teams. It's one of my quarterbacks, one of my teams. One of them. <laughs> hey, so we're excited over here, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Hey, man, good good job, man. It, it, it's, again, it's well-deserved. He deserves it, man. Um, so now, man, you can, 
He led him to the Super Bowl. Now the only thing he got to do now is yeah. go get him one. Yeah. Yeah. Glad he got paid though. 50 year, 51 a year. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's a great way to end the show, man. Got some breaking news from Rap Sheet. Appreciate your Rap Sheet letting us break that on the show. You know what I'm saying? Before we got off. Uh, appreciate obviously everyone tuning in. Uh, it's great to be back. Be back talking some NFL draft, talking some NFL playoffs. Uh, we obviously got some uh, some great games coming up. We got some great games tonight. It's the tweet right here. Just in case anybody want to screenshot it, tell their friends the details. Once again, from Rap Sheet and Rappaport, Eagles and Jalen Hurts signed a five-year, 255 contract extension. Highest paid player in NFL history. Sources tell him and Tom Pelissero. Agent Nicole Lynn, who has broken and made a lot of history herself, um, so shout out to Agent Nicole Lynn as well um, for doing this, to getting this deal done. The no trade clause is the first in Philadelphia Eagles history, a sign of both of their faith as him as their franchise quarterback and Harry Roseman's commitment to getting a deal done. Once again, shout out to Harry Roseman, man. Yeah. My, my early, you know, give him the GM, the executive, executive of the year right now. He's been doing business the right way, man. Love to see yeah. it. Hey, man, before, before we get out of here, um, I missed the last show, but the NFL um, broadcast and media um, workshop attended that um, a couple weeks ago, man. Um, I think D. But you mm -hmm. you went a couple years ago, um, and I would say it was an amazing opportunity to be able to see um, how it goes down across all forms, whether it's yeah. um, podcast, whether it's TV, whether it's radio, in studio. Um, had a great, great time with um, some former and current players. Um, just being able to get behind the camera and um, and call a game um, that was that was tough. Um, getting on the radio and being um, a color analyst as well and calling the game. So I tip my hat to those guys because it's not easy. It's not easy with you know just the timing, how much time you have um, to be able to go out and, and you know um, analyze the play, uh, talk about what you see. Um, on screen. So again, I appreciate the NFL giving the guys the opportunity just to tap in, get your, uh, you know, stick your toe in the water. Is this something that I could see myself doing in the near future? So again, man, um, I appreciated the opportunity. I learned a lot. Obviously, we never, you know, could never stop learning. So um, great time at the NFL um, media and broadcast workshop. Might be seeing me on some things. Um, I'll keep you posted, but again, guy D Butt went and you see D Butt doing some 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 great stuff on ESPN on Pat's show here on the man to man pod. So it definitely helps um guys just you know get reps. And we talk about that in everything. You got to get reps, get more reps, get more reps, whether it's good reps, bad reps, decent reps, just get reps to get continue to get better. Um, so I appreciate them for allowing me to do that. So Appreciate you guys for even asking, wanting to know how the experience went. It went really well. Um, and, yeah, man, that was my experience at the broadcast and media workshop. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties over here. But um, how was that shit out in L.A., though? Because I did mine in Bowling Green, and it was called the broadcast boot camp at that point. I mean, I felt like I didn't get an opportunity to call the game. We did a little probably two-minute practice. Um, yeah, 
But uh, and I know it's 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 I feel like it's better now. It's better now. It's smaller with the group. I saw the group of y'all. But how was that whole experience? My producer Todd Schmidt, he told me he talked to you um as well, produce over there at NFL matchup, told me yeah. he was chilling it, man. But how how was that whole thing? Now it was it was dope because we were actually at the, the NFL studio, right? So mm. everything that we were doing in studio, we were actually on studio. Shout out to Mike Rob and uh, uh Steve Weiss. Um, they had, uh, you know, a lot of the, the top execs, um, you know, decision makers that were there. And then even with the calling the game, you know, actually, you know, getting in a makeshift booth, seeing it on on, on screen, having your yeah. partner there, you know, they doing the play by play. Then you have to do the color analyst, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, you got to you got to be on time. You got to have a rapport with your guys. So, again, it was it was something that was different. It was, was, it, was, was it was it harder than you expected? Yeah. Yeah. Even radio. So I would say TV was I don't I don't, I don't even want to say easier, but it yeah. was easier than radio. Radio was tough. Yeah. Um, because yeah. then even with the radio, you got to be cognizant of the words that you use. Right. So even with me, it was like, OK, you see here. They say, look, remember, you're on radio. They can't see. Can't you know what shit. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just those type of things or the words you can use, the words you can't use how much time you have um, to really analyze the play. You know, play by play, they're going to, you know, from the snap of the ball to the end of the play, they have their time. And then you might have, on one play, you might have five seconds. Another mm-hmm. play, you might have 15 seconds. So just being able to gather that cadence of, okay, this is when I can speak. This is when I need to shut up. Um so it was, it was, it was, it was tough, man. It was tough. So you got to be on point with production too. You know, Everything. So be you know, here and say, all right, you know, we got some time here. You can go to Telestrator. You can do this, do that. But uh, yeah, it was it was a dope experience for, for me too. I didn't get a chance to do uh, that part of it, but you know, having a chance to call the games last year on that um, mega cast mm-hmm. on the field, which is that was hard because I mean it, it was it was kind of that's kind of how we're used to watching the game, being on the sideline while you know the offense is doing their thing, but trying to actually call it and relay what you're seeing to the listeners and to the watchers uh is a whole different ball game it's a craft man so hats off to everybody that's doing it and that's definitely that will be i think um the end game or what i want to do um in this media space you know you know love doing this as well but actually being in the booth and calling those games um i think that's where i that would be my sweet spot um you think that's something you could do uh full time man um after after getting a little taste of it, Paul, I, I could, I could, and obviously, like like you said, like it's the more reps that you get, the more comfortable um, you will get in the booth. But to be able to call a game with the expertise that we have in a mm-hmm. different in a different manner, I think it's beautiful. A lot of times, I mean, you had you got Jonathan Vilma, you had um, Akeem Talib yep. all in on the defensive side. A lot of times, you know, you have those quarterbacks or those offensive guys. Um, yeah, Lewis Riddick, and mm-hmm. then you know, rest in peace, uh, Tony Saragusa. So he used to be yeah. on the on the sideline, but you, know, you got Rodney Harrison. So I, I could be it could be more defensive guys than I'm than I'm thinking. I think Harrison Harrison might be like a studio guy. Tony Dungy, obviously, he was a coach though. But yeah, yeah, defensively, yeah. I but think, I think able, I'm right there with you. They need more of us, yeah, you know, back there, especially a guy like you who's you know who played as long as you did at that safety position, who basically had to be the quarterback of the defense. So you had to know. A lot, what the quarterback was thinking a lot of times. Yeah. You had to know, okay, this is a two-minute jury. They got one timeout. 
they're here, you know, they got expecting to work the sidelines here, you know, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. And then when you actually preparing for it too, just like you did as a player, you know, okay, what they expect here. Oh, you know, Odell's in the slot here. Hey, we may get a shot from this formation. Right. You know, watch this. So uh, I, I would love to hear uh, more defensive guys, specifically secondary guys mm -hmm. uh, that, can, that can call it and break it down in layman's terms to, to the listeners and to the watchers because what you will find is that the why especially i feel like the fan has gotten more sophisticated as yeah. the years have gone on with more access to stuff and they want to hear more things than just hey a cover two defense man-to-man -man defense like that's all we heard for the last you know 50 years of watching sports so um be fun man I hope, I hope you get in that booth and continue to do that man that'd be dope yeah, man then you know one day so we can have db and ab in the booth man. man that should be fine it would be it would be that play by play so people so people and i didn't know the difference it is either um until probably a couple years ago honestly so you you mentioned it the play by play that's the now most of those guys and gals like they go to school for that like that you got to go really hey we're, we're yeah. here in this 30 yard because you're really painting that pitch on the 30 yard line we got this and i'm just snapping then you go by that and then once that play ends that's when a color person comes in and like hey there's this that's like the greg olsen's or the tony romo's right. or usually the players they go into that color analyst role because they can paint that picture and you know break down what's really happening in that situation and why and yeah. then you move on and then the play-by-play -play sets up the next play and then you do it again the same thing in basketball too that's where the former players the jj reddicks the richard jeffersons the reggie millers mm -hmm. they do the color and it's usually somebody else that's on that play-by-play -play call but both have their own unique challenges both of them you got to study and be prepared as a pro for those games and um it's exciting though man i i, I like it keeps you keeps you fully engaged in the game Duh. and i feel like a, one of the most important things i think this is why a lot of people love romo early on his energy and like he sounded excited to be there like you know it was it was like you were at home watching that game with uh with somebody now and he know. was and he was spot on though like early on he was spot on on what he was seeing and what yep. he was expecting and you know he would say well right here you could probably anticipate or expect x y and z and three seconds later that's exactly that what would happen yeah. you know um i would say not so much lately but you know when he's when he, he started has, he have his moment you know you yeah, get, when you get up the bat you know you ain't gonna hit a thousand percent hey but when he's when he when he first started man he he was he was definitely um spot on with that but he does a great job like you said greg Olson, he does a great job as well man so wrong um, tone we gonna see man yeah man ain't a bad life to live it ain't a bad schedule what i mean what you come in what maybe on a friday, friday. On Friday, Friday you know, watch Friday. Practice, production meetings. Saturday, you go to that visiting teams, hotels, production meetings. You know, do your prep. And uh, I was fortunate; I got a time. To, I got a chance to spend some time with like Herb Street and um, who does his play-by-play. -play. Can't think. I can't think of his name right now. But I got time to spend with those and watching their like cheat sheets on like guys, you know, from from name pronunciations to little quick stories or tidbits about them and all these yeah. different things that they have on their sheet and they got other people in there you know spotters and this and that so it's a lot that goes into it and it's a lot of more it's a lot more eyes i feel like that are on those guys now you know once the salaries and stuff got put out um the different reese davis i think somebody said it here yeah reese davis i believe his play-by-play -play, but 
Shout out to those guys, man. Shout out to you, AB. Yeah, shout out to you, D-Buck. I had a good group, too. Like a solid great group. Man. Yeah, had a great group. group yeah, great group. Great group. But, man, with the, your host on the Man and Man pod, man, myself and DB, man, y'all going to see us, man. Y'all going to see us and y'all going to hear us, man. So, but shout out to everything you've been doing, D-Buck, man. Happy for you, bro. Proud of you. Appreciate you, brother. Y'all check out that NFL matchup show. You can stream it anytime on ESPN+. Plus. Um, we did the draft show, and uh, that was my last show of the year for them. And uh, we'll see what, what happens next year, obviously, with shit, the world. It's a lot going on with the world as far as, you know, layoffs and cutbacks at different departments. ESPN, they'll be announcing a bunch of, you know, cuts as well. I mean, like I said, it's going on everywhere. Microsoft, Google, shit, McDonald's, uh, everywhere it, it, it's happening in the business because of, you know, the forecasted economic things. So, hopefully, hey, y'all take care of y'all. Our stuff, you know, personally as well, too. Take care of your people, man. But uh, I'm excited. Hopefully get an opportunity to continue doing that. That's, that's you know, kind of my wheelhouse, those X and O's, and uh, bringing that to your living rooms. But ESPN Plus, go ahead and stream that. NFL matchup show with me, Sal Palantonio, and Greg Cosell. And uh, more importantly, the Man to Man Pod. I appreciate y'all rocking with the Man to Man Pod, me and A.B., uh, we usually, we, we always go, we're going we're gonna to try to make as many Mondays as possible. We'll see about these Thursdays. Um, but hopefully we'll see y'all Thursday and definitely next Monday. Enjoy these playoffs. Enjoy the draft. We'll see y'all when we see you. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, y'all know. Hey, keep it steady. Get your cardio. Get your 30 minutes in. Start your week off right. Let's get it. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all. Peace.